We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome back to Blue Wire Studios here at Digital Renaissance. And we got a pretty impressive, handsome, smart, intelligent entrepreneur outside of you, my friend, of course. And of course, the big clips. JD Serapin, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing well. How are you doing, buddy? Now, now let me tell you I met JD. JD and I met through a mutual friend. His name is Jeff Hoffman. Jeff founded a company called Priceline. The guy who founded Priceline.com, which turned to booking.com, right? We're working on some pretty big things. But you have worked with some really massive people, right? Leo does some amazing docu documentaries, and you're heavy into the crypto menace space. Tell us a little about what you've been up to. Yeah, so uh, we have a company, Vision Tree, which is like a media and technology company. So on the media side, we produce and finance film and TV, scripted and unscripted. Wow. Our biggest film, Atari, is a $40 million mm -hmm. film we're doing with Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and his production company, Appian Way. I like how you just say Leo. Like with Leo, you guys well, know, you guys know Leo, right? Well, everybody knows. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah knows we love Leo. it, man. No, and he's he's an amazing partner, really cool guy, and, okay. and somebody who walks the walk in terms of the impact side of things. That's really my passion. In our company, Vision Tree is focused on how do we use media and technology to actually create positive impact in the world. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I think those of us that are aware know that we're at a critical moment where yep. there's nothing that's more important than that. And so I'm always looking at how can I be of service to that to that purpose or to that end. And so, um, you know, Atari was the project that brought me into the crypto space. So I had some success early in my career with a crowdfund for a documentary called Sirius, like the star, S-I-R-I-U-S. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the most successful crowdfund for a feature doc in history. It's an alien conspiracy documentary. Oh, wow. I love it. I love yeah. it. So you guys got to check it out. But um, the coolest part was I saw that there's a new model when you can actually uh, capture that community and use it to drive things in the market. So with Sirius, that was, you know, we saw a new model. Atari was like the next step forward. You know, we went out and, and uh, explored how do we leverage blockchain and crypto for the media sector. And then going forward from there, we built a Web3 social creator platform called Rainmaker. Wow. With two eyes, R-A-I-I-N. And that was to capture, again, how do you reward community for the value they're creating for you on social media, which you guys know with FaZe having such a... Uh, you know, fan base that's loyal and that's driving value for you all the time. We built a platform to basically measure that value and then capture it properly with with Web3, with crypto and NFT rewards. What really excites me about the crypto space and what, you know, coming back to that impact piece, uh, when I got in the space with Atari, I realized there's this opportunity to use the technology to drive human behavior through incentive. So right now we have the technology. 
We have the human resources to transform the world, but yet why is it not happening? Well, it's political and economic will. And so when you look at blockchain uh, and you look at cryptocurrency and all these various systems that entrepreneurs and companies have been developing, there's no better system that I've found yet to really align incentive to drive human behavior. So that's what got me excited about it. We made a couple documentaries in the right, space. Right. We did one called Open Source Money that we funded 100% with cryptocurrency. Uh, we put it on Discovery Science a couple of years ago, season one, shooting season two of that. Uh, but ultimately, man, again, I'm always looking for where are those areas that we can, you know, have direct impact in the world. You, financial empowerment is a huge thing. You know, I'm a believer that how we actually get out of the situation we're in as a species is, you know, and make that evolutionary leap is by empowering the rest of the planet that's basically sitting on the sidelines right now, whether it be in Africa, Southeast Asia, India, various parts of the world where there's people with all this human potential that we haven't unlocked. And I think, you know, with these new systems, whether it be play to earn, create to earn, you know, metaverse, NFTs, you know, and I think, um, you know, bringing it to you guys, what's interesting is that because of your high profile as an esports organization and as a, as a team, you actually have a unique role you can play as ambassadors because the youth, you know, looks at gaming and that's where they want to be. You know, that's the, that's the playing field that I think that the next 100 million people that are coming into crypto and NFTs, they're coming in through gaming. They're coming in through social, social fi, like what we're building with Rainmaker. And so you guys have a unique role you can play in going to those parts of the world, you know, where there's young people that, you know, maybe they haven't gotten their chance or maybe they, they haven't, uh, they don't believe that they're going to get their chance. And I think as ambassadors, you guys could actually be the ones that actually kind of pull them out of their situation and, and uh, empower them to, to enter this, this new Web3 world that we're all building. What's amazing to hear this, and I think everyone here can, can pretty much agree, you've added movies, crypto, gaming, blockchain, meta, all together and really started doing something different. Do you see the movie industry doing that type of shift? Is that a fundamental thing? So I see, you know, it's interesting is metaverse is a term that I, it's just like it always happens when there's a new, new trend. I feel like it gets a little bit like, I don't want to say. Overused? Well, I was going to say bastardized. But, <laughs> hey, but, either, either one. Yeah. The company takes you said it, you said it more name, diplomatically. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, really, if you think, if you look at the definition of metaverse, I mean, it's anything, you know, it's any layer built on top of our physical reality. People always think of it, it's like VR. It's like, no, it's not just VR. I mean, even in a lot of ways, you know, the cryptocurrency metaverse and all these digital assets that are, you know, measuring, you know, the, the biggest, and I think the biggest disruption of blockchain, if you go high level with it, is this changes, it's changing how value is captured, how it's, how it's uh, tracked, and how it's distributed. And that's, and that's alone, when you look at all the spaces that that applies to, it's, it's, it's the most fundamental, you know, uh, profound disruption that's happened, you know, in our, in, in our generation for sure. And I think it makes the internet disruption, which has been so profound, seem like nothing. So what is it going to be for movies? You know, I think it's, you know, the world where we're making, you know, a $40 million movie like Atari and just putting it out in theaters and using those old traditional monetization models, I think that world is dying. Right. You know, it's not dead yet, but it will be dead in the near future in the sense that it doesn't mean movies won't matter anymore, but it'll be, you know, people want a more immersive experience. And for us, like, what we're looking at is, like, your fans and your community should own the project with you. You know, that's the, dis that's the nice, nice, that's the decentralization, the democratic distribution of value saying, if I'm a fan of FaZe Clan, 
you know, what would it be like if there's some small piece of that that the fans do own, right? And I'm sure you guys have looked at this from many different angles, and that's what we've been looking at specifically in the media space. You know, Atari was the first one where I was like, I mean, there's 3 billion gamers around the world. You guys know this. And we're like, if we can get those, you know, a small percentage of those guys into our, into our camp, helping to really drive the success of the project, but rewarding them with the value they should get for helping us to drive it, that's how we can create a new, you know, transcendent, like, uh, disruptive model that actually does change the game and not just like I feel like a lot a lot of times I get I don't want to say frustrated but I look around and a lot of times people are like you know gamifying access and these different things and to me it's like you're missing the boat because it's about value true value like that's going to change people's lives like you know that's going to actually affect their ability to be financially empowered not just like oh you could be in the the, the fan club and, you know, come to the private party and shake hands in front of the step and repeat. And that stuff's cool. I'm not saying that shouldn't be there, but the more powerful dimension, I believe, is being missed a lot of times across the board. And so for us, you know, being a media company, we're always looking at how can we leverage it for the projects we're creating. Right. You know, we've talked about it in right, our, right, in our right. large professional sports deal that right, we're right. confidentially putting together. Shh, can't tell anyone that one yet, but yep, no, yep, yep. Yeah. But, they're like uh, looking around, trying, they're both trying to figure it out. I'll tell you guys later. Yeah, man. we'll, we'll right. tell you after. We'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I'm always like, my, my thing is like, if, if I'm going to do anything, I want to disrupt in the positive way. I want to actually uh, transform things and do things in an innovative new way and redefine the models along those lines. And so uh, movie space, same thing. That's how we're looking at you it. You know, one thing we've talked about, and I know everyone here has talked about, is we've talked about glitch arenas, right? Recently, they, they talked about 32 arenas. It came out Yahoo Finance. Legends, which is the Cowboys and the Yankees, have decided to come and join this group, right? And this is massive, right? You got Kevin from Twitch. You got Joe Montana coming in, right? You got the guy who started GameWorks. You got John Burton from Lego Movies. And you talk about that interactive experience. How do you see film and crypto and metal working together with a live space like that while working together communities? Well, what does the world look like? Especially because what we understand is film is going to change. So, and you guys know this in the gaming space, and this is why a lot of times the gaming movies fail, you know, like Assassin's Creed. They suck. Well, because if you can get a thousand versions of the story that you actually interface with in a dynamic way, like why are you interested in a one-dimensional telling of that story when you've already actually lived the story as a gamer who's gotten to experience it? That's why, in my view, um, you know, the, where the world we're heading to, and I think that more immersive reality where it's, it won't be like movies as we know them will change because they'll be choose your own adventure. They'll be dynamic. They'll be the ability for the audience to actually influence which way the story goes. They'll be the ability for the audience in earlier phases to, to actually vote in Dow style, you know, who should be cast in the movie. Right, you know what? right. I've never, I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. I don't think I've ever thought about it like, oh, this video game movie isn't that great because I already lived it. I never thought about it like that. I thought they just didn't do a good job on the movie, but you're right. Like when you play the game, it's such a, immersive experience that of course is going to be better than any film that they could put out you know pretty much unless they do a really excellent movie. this well, is the knowledge that you learn here right so this is what we yeah. get right that's a well, digital renaissance right there you well this is the thing gate triple a games the budgets mm. the, the size of the industry it's massive it it it, it like it dwarfs the movie business and most people don't know that unless you're in the space and so the the amount of uh detail that goes into the game designers the guys writing the story creating the characters um, that whole experience in that multi-dimensional sense, it's, you know, you can't, a movie will never be able to compete with that. Now, if you didn't play Assassin's Creed and you just watched your, the second one, especially, I thought was pretty good, cause, but I'm not like Assassin's Creed, play, Assassin's Creed game player. But I was like, so as we were studying with Atari, I was looking at these things like, 
Atari is more like the passion of the Christ for video gamers. It's like mm-hmm. Nolan Bushnell's story, you know, was not just the technically the godfather of commercial video gaming, but he's really kind of one of the godfathers of the whole digital technology revolution. Right. So for us, we were more interested because I'm like, this isn't, we're not making a, a game about Super Mario Brothers or something like we're making this, we're making a movie about, uh, or we're not making a movie about that. We're making a movie about the guy who created it all. The thing that you guys love yeah. and that your community loves. And like, what was the moment like where everyone was playing physical games, pinball machines, board games, whatever. And he went to all these cats and said, you know, this is the vision. And he literally, everyone said to him, Midway, Bally, all these guys said, no kid's going to play video games. They literally said that to wow. him. And they laughed him out of the room. Wow. And now the rest is history. Atari at the time was the fastest growing company in, in American history. Nolan is, you know, still the consummate innovator. And, and, and I'll say one more thing on it. And I think we're at a moment just coming full circle with the impact piece. Um, we all have to embody Nolan Bushnell a little bit. And what does that mean? It means that renegade entrepreneur spirit, that idea that you and you and you all have that ability, you know, as entrepreneurs, as creators on this planet, to inspire people, to go out there and actually transform the world. And we all have to do our part. And I feel like Nolan's story, like he saw the world of video games and what it could be, like what it is today, right. when it didn't exist yet. Right. And I think it's that kind of connection to some sort of higher source you know, where we all draw that inspiration from, you know, that to me is like, that's what drives me every day, you know, and, and in the movie side, it's like, you know, again, I don't look, I look at it in a multidimensional sense, not just movies or not just TV, but how do we create more holistic ecosystems, you know, leveraging Web3, leveraging crypto, leveraging blockchain, leveraging the democratic distribution of value. Like, that's how I've been studying it, looking at it. And we have some other things in the work works around the, a broader play in that space we haven't announced yet, but yeah. So then you got Leo playing Nolan. Is that what you got doing? Originally, Leo was attached to play Nolan when the project was first created. Okay. But this was, you know, 2008, 2009. The project was at Paramount. Um, along with some partners, we were able to go in and acquire it from Paramount, which using a kind of a loophole. They didn't want to let it out, but we were able to get it back from them. Leo is, you know, in his mid-40s now. He still looks amazing, you know, for his age. But in the script, Nolan is mid-20s to early 30s. So... Age-wise, it's not necessarily the best fit anymore. So, you know, we will probably have someone else to play Nolan, but Leo's producing, his company's producing with us. So, um, I I heard that Overt Flow and Eclipse are available. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll play the bodyguard. I'll play the bodyguard because you got to have a big Chinese bodyguard like a Bolo Yang. But these guys are heard are available too. Yeah, either one of us are definitely available. Yeah, yeah, we're we're just throwing the plug right now. My my dad, too. My dad loves the Oh, my dad, too. You're really (laughs) young. I love your dad. He looks very young. Oh, my God. That's awesome. What I'll say about the casting is uh, Nolan had like bikers building game, game, uh, you know, uh, I want to say consoles, but. cabinets you know oh, like wow. the, old, the og like pong and then so he had you could be a biker in the oh, right factory with that yeah. beard like i would love to on. i'll grow the beard out even bigger yeah i'll, I'll grow my beard that, that, that sounds hilarious that, that, that's awesome so as you're seeing this you're seeing such major changes what excites you the most upcoming in the gaming side of it and how do you see that with movies well it's you know like as an impact focused individual um the the play to earn space is to me, when you look at people in the Philippines. Yeah, that, we were just talking about that, yeah. Well, I mean, when you see the ability for a person who before had to like really struggle to survive yeah. and like find a job that was menial and, and kind of, I don't know if we can swear, but um, shitty, you know, and now they're able to play a game. They'll beep it. You know, <laughs> yes. Can he say that? I don't know, man. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, there's the internet now. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to but, do this. But when you, see, when you see the ability for, 
those people to have their lives transformed through these new systems and through a game and through Axie Infinity being one right, of the, one right, of the early right, successes. Right, right. There'll be many more to follow that right. are more successful. So that's where, to me, again, you know, we're entering a phase of the world where the old economic systems are are dying. That's right, you know, another and economy, and they and they didn't and they didn't work. Right. Like when you have one uh, percent of the planet has the vast vast majority of the wealth, and you have seventy percent of the planet living on you know the like way below the poverty line, just surviving. Yep. Like that's not an efficient system because all of those people, like I said, people will look at it like populations the problem. Like no, all of those individuals have tremendous potential that we haven't even unlocked. So the only way, and my this is just my personal opinion, not scientific, I believe the only way that humanity gets out of this mess that we've put ourselves in is to actually empower those people to pick up their piece of the equation, whatever that is, to help solve the problems that we're all facing in a decentralized way with distributed systems built on blockchain. Now, movies, again, I don't look at it, I look at it as the same game theory that drives games right. successfully for many years, right. now is being applied into these other systems that are being built you know, around these new economies. And the movie, TV, media world is like kind of merging with the gaming world and what some people are calling the metaverse. But in reality, it's like, you know, what people look for in terms of experiences they engage with around story, around entertainment, you know, again, that's all being transformed. And to me, the most exciting part of it is how do we value that? Right. And how do we share that value right. as a community? That to me, like just personally, that's what I get excited about. How, how exciting, you know, and, and, and for beautiful people like yourself that actually care about this world and everything else, we're looking forward and we're excited to see what's coming up in the digital space. You know, we thank everyone today for joining in at Blue Wire Studios. We're wrapping up today here at Digital Restaurants Las Vegas for David Chen. Face close, baby. Overflow. And our main man. JD Serafin. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys soon.